Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 134. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Patrick Droney. The singer-songwriter is currently on tour in the US in support of his brilliant debut record, entitled State of the Heart. In today's episode, we're speaking with Patrick about his life on tour, Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball, and some exciting news about new music. Here we go. soul, rock and blues, he's recently headed back out onto the road in support of his brilliant debut record, State of the Heart. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Patrick Droney. Good evening, how are we? I'm doing well, how about yourself? Thanks for having me. Of course, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, Patrick, where are you? Um, I know you're currently out on the road and joining us from tour, which is is very exciting in 2022. Um, where, uh, Where are you joining us from today? Today we're in Chicago with a day off. We played Minneapolis last night and uh, heading to St. Louis tonight. So just a little day off trying to get some laundry done, some relaxation. Um, but yeah, it's been about six shows so far on the tour and it's been incredible and we're going till till April. So a lot ahead of us. I was going to say, um, ha- having a quick look at the schedule that you have ahead of you, you're definitely not taking 2022 lying down. <laughs> um, there, <laughs> there are quite a few dates across. Um, I think uh, there's your own tour. I believe that there's a tour with Need Need uh, Need to Breathe. Is it Need to Breathe? Yeah, Need to Breathe. Yeah, and then um, and then Bonnero in June. Well, yeah, you're, you're out on the road quite a bit this year. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, I feel like I, I just, I didn't take any breaks at all through the last two years, just really willing this album into existence. And now that, you know, we have the ability to get back on the road, it really is just all systems go. And my number one priority is getting in front of my fans and seeing everybody and having these moments live is so special because it's so much of part of who I am. Um, but yeah, we're definitely no rest for a couple months at least. Uh, do you um, do you have a favorite? I, like I imagine, like anything, there's always good and bad things in touring. But do you do you have a favorite thing when it comes to to being on the road? It really is. It's like it's every night being in front of, you know, you you're in a random city and you don't realize you have friends. Like you know, people. I walk on stage and I see all my friends, and it's just so crazy um, that we can show up in Kansas City. And play to a big group of people who are singing every word of my songs. And I think it's that, it's the same but different every night because you see how people, you know, based on 
whether it's where they live, they kind of have a certain energy or how, you know, the crowd's different every night. But I think just that, that consistent new friendships, I, I feel every night is so special. That's my favorite part. It is a um, very exciting tour. You've got both Morgan and I think um, Paris Jackson as well was joining you on this tour. Have you have you toured with either of them before? I have not. I've been a friend uh, of Morgan's for years and just a big fan of of his music. And Paris is a friend of mine as well. And I love her music, but we have not toured. So this is just a blast to, you know, like that sharing a bill and creating an evening for people is, it's kind of an art to curate a night, you know, and I love their music so much. And Morgan's off to a fantastic start. He's, you know, uh, is a big voice to go after for sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just fun. We're trying to, trying to create a really safe space in these rooms for conversation through the music. Yeah, that's, that's very, very cool. I think, um, well, from, from what I've seen, like well, from overseas here in Australia, everything online, it seems like the record really has kind of um, like connected with people and, it, and it's resonated or has resonated because I guess like even seeing some of the fan interactions on social media and everything else that, yeah, that state of the heart really seems to have, um, to have like landed really well, dude. And, and like, it, it is, it is a gorgeous record. Thank you. It's, it's a funny thing. You know, I don't, I, I don't think it would be the same record that it is had it not come out in the time it did. You know, I think, um, the first song off the record that was released was the wire. And that was right at the beginning of 2020. And as we started pulling away from not being able to play shows, I had to really kind of renegotiate my why, like, why am I making music? What is my purpose here? And I realized it was a real responsibility to try to bring people together through, you know, the records and, and the songs themselves. So I really had a high like purpose in this, making this record and putting out, you know, songs kind of dose by dose. We kind of stretched this release out for a long time. Um, it gave the songs a chance to permeate and gave people, you know, a chance to kind of imprint their stories within them. So now that we have a 20 song album out, we put the deluxe out as well. It's really like, there's a lot of music and there's a lot of people who are grabbing it and making it their own. And uh, it's, it's a dream. It really is. And there's, there's a high level of, I feel like emotional intellect in my, in my fans. I feel like, you know, I give and then I receive, they give me so much back, whether being vulnerable with their stories as to how it connects with them or just the willingness to show up for me, um, has been very moving, but it definitely has felt like an organic, um, landing that is just kind of, I feel like just the start, but very, very grateful. Yeah, of course it, it is a, um, it is a difficult time to come up as an artist in the last two years, um, just because for musicians, like there's previously been a, a structure in place and then w- with the pandemic, like um, <laughs> like everything else, I think uh, everyone mus- like in the music industry was was knocked back a little bit. How have, how have you found, like I know you've been writing and uh, like been a musician for a long time, but having to release your debut record in, I guess, such an uncertain time, what was that? Uh, what was that kind of process like? And I guess was, um, or how, sorry, did, did it compare to, to what you thought it would be like? Yeah. It's interesting time for all of us making music. Any artist will tell you it's like the wild west out there. And we're just every day trying to be malleable and, and move to the ways that we can promote our music authentically. And, you know, for me personally, 
my whole life story has been nonlinear. Like my career from the early days of being a young guitar playing kid who was torn with my heroes, you know, it, it was never going to be easy or simple or, or linear. So I, I never expected it to be um, cookie cutter. I definitely didn't expect this, but <laughs> in some way, in some ways, you know, this has been a very, I always, I always say it's been a long journey to the beginning and state of the heart is a beginning, um, but there's about 15 years behind it. And I always felt like I, when I really wanted to make that big statement of a, of a full length record, I wanted to have something to say. I wanted to have, you know, life behind me to, to speak from. And certainly I feel like I have that. And with the time we're in, I just felt like, okay, this is, this is the why, like it, it this is why I'm supposed to put out a record right now like this. Um, you know, it's, it's some of that is kind of ethereal, but um, I do feel like things happen for a reason and state of the heart had its time and this is its time. So, you know, every artist in every generation, like they had their time, they were who they were in the time that they had, you know, to, to make their music and make an imprint. So this is our time and we have to claim it. 100%. The, um, the record is gorgeous. I think um, my favorite is when the lights go out. I caught yeah that on. I think it was the Colbert performance, which was this gorgeous kind of blend of um, well, the whole record itself really, and then this song as well. This this gorgeous blend of like rock, pop, um, some soul, some blues, like the like the guitar solo. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember when you first started? Uh, kind of started to pick up. Um, your initial influences when you were first starting out and, and starting to write music? Yeah, it's funny. I can really trace trace it back so specifically to like my earliest memories of my dad, you know, showing me like B.B. King Live at the Regal, Ray Charles, but at the same time, the Eagles songbook and Jackson Brown and Springsteen and like great, great guitar players and then great songwriters. and. I definitely felt like I became this kind of amalgamation of all of those things, um, you know, realizing, well, you know, a great guitar solo only counts within a great song. And, you know, I always remembered that. And I guess, you know, now that there's definitely an 80s energy in what I do, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for some big power ballads and, you know, all that Don Henley solo stuff. And, um, you know, it's just, we're all kind of, it's where we all come from. You know, you kind of end up being a mesh of all that. But for me, it was really clear. And a lot of that had to do with my dad, just kind of like bottle feeding me all that stuff. Patrick, I know your dad um, was initially a session guitarist himself. And then I believe uh, went on to be a doctor. Now that you've kind of taken and like those same steps, but like touring on the road, doing all that, those kind of things. Has he, um, has he, does he come and jam with you or does he come and play at all? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, it's 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 really like the joy of music for me is sharing it with my dad and feeling like I picked up where he left off. And it's been a just a real bonding thing for me. You know, that's that's where that's where it started. That's what it will always be. And uh, my dad's a great, great guitar player, and we have a lot of fun every day. Just you know, send I'll send him videos from from the tour or new songs, and he'll send me a critique, you know, or something like that. But like you know, for instance, like for talk about that on the record, that solo, you know, I, I FaceTime my dad, and like we basically did it together. Like he he kind of helped me produce that solo out, and you know, Rough Boy on the album is is a big highlight for me with Billy Gibbons. So that started by my dad, you know, showing me that when I was a kid and telling me stories of him playing that in New York City. And we're playing Irving Plaza next week, and I'm bringing my dad up in in New York, and we're going to play Rough Boy together, and that's going to be very full circle. So he's he's always he's always in my my periphery here with music, and I can't wait to play with him on Thursday. That's actually so exciting. I am. Um, I look forward to uh, to seeing footage or something along You'll, those lines. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some videos for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now um, you're, I believe, based in New York. Uh, obviously, not right now as you're on tour, but usually based in New York. But um, you've also spent time in both LA and Nashville. How do you think the three kind of compare musically? Yeah, I, d- I definitely say like I'm kind of a tale of three cities, especially with this album. Um, I'm primarily based in Nashville from um, a work standpoint in New York. It's just my love. I mean, there's nothing better than New York City to me. So, you know, I went to went to college in New York and cut my teeth and um, moved to L.A. for a couple of years. And then and then it was Nashville. I think each of them offer something different um, musically, but a lot of it is kind of intrinsically built into the place itself, um, you know, Nashville is very community oriented as far as songwriters and storytelling still being kind of the top of the pyramid. So when I moved to Nashville, I was really entered a space where like I was able to articulate my story, um, which included my time in New York and my time in LA. Um, LA is, it's fascinating. You know, LA is a very interesting place musically. Um, I find it to be a little, a little more disconnected than Nashville, but at the same time, there's this allure and shine and gloss. Um, and there's some amazing people that I collaborate with in LA and New York to me is just a place that always has my back. And musically there's a, there's a, there's a grit, you know, if you've ever lived in New York, you just, you've survived something, you know, and, and the city's kind of, Oh, wherever you go, the city's with you. Um, and I carry that with me for sure, but they've all been super important in how, how I've kind of, ended up where I am and musically as well, but it's also very nuanced as to just wherever life happens to you, you know what I mean? It really influences how you see a city. Um, and life certainly happened to me a lot in all those places. I personally did not realize how, um, how music central Nashville like really is. Like, I think from an outsider's perspective, we, um, we here in Australia know that Nashville is quite a musical city, but having visited over there in around 2017, like it really is like a good percentage of people there are songwriters, musicians, like 
almost every corner is people, well, like as you said, people trying to cut their teeth, um, like working to, uh, like trying to work on their craft and, and, and make that next big step. Yep. It's, it's humbling too, because, you know, the guy on the corner probably plays better guitar than I do. It's like everybody <laughs> is, is so, is so great and striving. And, um, you know, it's, it's very unique in that way where it's like the, the industry in that city is music and, and there still is a, a lineage of, of, like I said, the storytelling being, being the point. And it's, it's a, it's a total, totally genre bending city as well. I think, um, for a long time, it was just kind of, put in the country bracket and that's kind of it. But I mean, everything is coming out of Nashville and it's, and it's incredible. It's an incredible place in that, in that way. But yeah, it, it is, it is wild. Everybody plays music. <laughs> the the tour, as we've mentioned, did recently kick off. I think you're about um, five or six dates in to celebrate you. You recently released a cover of Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball, which is an absolute classic. And um, I feel that, like it, it does suit your voice really well. Like I feel like the kind of uh, grit and um, uh, like what is like some of the uh, the gusto. <laughs> yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah, your voice. It um it really does kind of take on this whole new thing with the track. What was, I guess, what was the reason behind um uh, picking that particular song? Sure. I, I mean kind of had this idea well i really enjoyed a couple of years ago i did a spotify single for christmas and i did a mariah carey cover of all i want for christmas is you and you know i'm, I'm kind of one to like if i'm going to do something let's let's grab the hardest thing or the most you know got to rise to the occasion and mariah certainly was that like how do you touch that and it was just an incredible experience to redefine it and make it my own and put it in my world so i felt like it was time to do something again and a little you know a little something fun before the next, you know, Patrick Droney single single comes out. Um, and, you know, Wrecking Ball was always like, I, I, just in awe of that course. It just, it, it, it hits you like a wrecking ball. It makes me drive faster. It's always been like, this is incredible. And my friend Sasha Scarbeck is one of the writers on that song. And I remember sitting with him and just talking to him about it and just what is it like to have that kind of record, you know, where it was just like, massive i mean massive massive in so many ways and as i dug into the lyric i just was like this this lyric is just very very dense it's very emotional there's a lot of color in it and i I thought in the state of the heart perspective that i could tell that story you know in my way and try to just deepen the meaning and and just kind of make it a little muscular you know with the instrumentation like really heavy live drums and you know I, i didn't throw the kitchen sink at it i did keep it decently open compared to some of my productions but it was it was really a lot of fun and i was really glad to see everybody really liked it but those things are humbling you just you're trying to put new clothes on an amazing song see um where was it uh i think there was like a, a clip on instagram where um during the the recording you're working with your drummer who's doing this incredible drum fill right near the the end of the song yeah yeah so that that's travis McNabb and and um he is a legend of a drummer and we actually co-produced this together because it just became so clear that the drums were just such a huge driving force. And, um, you know, Travis has a very long history of being a part of a lot of amazing records, but he's just a 
beast. He's a powerhouse. And behind <laughs> me on stage, it's just like, I feel like I'm being propelled by his kick drum. And yeah, I just thought I got to film this because I'm going to want to remember it. And it was really fun to put the music to it and just watch him do that fill again. Um, it's one of my favorite parts of that song. It is a great cover. And thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the drum part is like, as you said, it, it uh, takes on like a muscular kind of shape to it. And, and when it does get to that drum part, I always kind of uh, find myself doing like a little bit of air drumming in the car or, yeah. or wherever I am um, <laughs> listening to it. That's what I like to do. Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, as, as you just mentioned, I know um, you have been in the studio a little bit and with, um, with State of the Art coming out last year, can we expect some, some new music from you soon? Yeah, so I, you know, as par for chorus, I'm right back in the saddle and I have a new single coming out on March 11th, actually called All Loved Out. And it is, it's rapidly approaching. Um, and I did this, I did this song with my friend, Daniel Tashin, who um, the first self-titled EP I did was with Ian Fitchick, who is often Daniel's uh, production partner on those Casey Muff- Musgraves records. Um, but Daniel's a genius and we, we've been friends for a long time and, he and Sarah Buxton, who is on Ruined and Nowhere Town, and I guess that's why I'm calling. She's just one of my big collaborators. We all wrote, wrote this song that just ended up being such a vibe. It's very, very musical and groove-oriented. Uh, and I just was like, we got we to put this out. So we, we're right back at it. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of start the new era. The funny thing is, it's hard for me to think about something not being on state of the heart because state of the heart is so defining to me. And... You know, I don't think I'm going to do a state of the heart too, but I kind of feel like state of the heart is now just kind of forever for me. You know, everything I do is under that, in that lens because it's just kind of my team, my team colors, you know? <laughs> I can very much understand that. I think um, especially because it's been such a big part of, uh, well, I guess, like your life in general, but especially for the last two years and the like the establishment of, of Patrick the Artist, like it would be, I imagine it would be difficult to simply like, not, not that you'd simply cut, cut it out, but uh, like to sep- like to separate it, like if, if that makes yeah, sense. It's, just, it's, it's impossible to just say, okay, that's that era. Here's this era. It's, it's just my life. It's just me. And like, you know, state of the heart as a song is so representative of so many things for me, but the heart in general. And if you dig through kind of how I've talked about a lot of this music, um, with the themes and everything. It's just so ingrained in me as a person. So all that to say is state of the heart will never die. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm excited, but I am excited for new music and we're actually playing all of that on, on this tour before it comes out. And it's really fun to show the crowd something new that they can, you know, they know they're going to hear very soon. So it's great. I'm just, you know, grateful to be able to put out music. I, you know, that's, that's all I really care about. <laughs> I can very much appreciate that. Um, Patrick, usually we would ask our guests uh, what they're currently listening to, if there's a particular single or, or record at the moment or whatever it may be that's uh, on a high rotation for yourself at the moment. Well, that's a great question. I want to open my Spotify. Let's see, what have I listened to recently? Um, well, there's, there's the, like the records that I always go back to no matter what is, you know, Jeff Buckley, Grace, I'm on, I'm on the bus a lot right now. So it's like, that's kind of my end of night, put that on and drift off. Um, a lot of the national 
And as far as new music goes, um, it's not terribly new, but the, the big red machine record, um, that is the, the Desners and, and Matt from, uh, I'm sorry. And Justin from Bon Iver. Uh, have you heard their stuff yet? That band they put together? I have heard, um, sorry, I haven't heard so much of this second record. I have heard bits and pieces from the first album, which I thought was really, really good. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed this. It's the first record that I'm listening a lot to. And, you know, there's also just tons and tons of music every day coming out and it's hard to keep up. But, um, and also when I'm making my records, it's hard for me to listen to music because I'm so easily influenced. I love things. I'm like, oh, we should do something. Let's put that synth in there. Let's do this, you know? So I, I kind of, you know, uh, corner myself and say no music. Um, but oddly enough, Wrecking Ball was a tune that I somehow listened to on the ride home from the studio a couple of nights. So maybe that was in the back of my head. Can I can definitely understand the not wanting to listen to other kinds of music so that it that it influences the record. But um, yeah, some some very solid choices with Jeff Buckley, which is which is always a classic, and and yeah, the National who um who always seem to deliver the goods of their records. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick, thank you very much for joining us today. I do appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on State of the Heart and, and the tour. Thank you. I can't wait to get. I can't wait to get over to your side of the world and play some shows. Please, can we can we expect any um, possibility of seeing you here sometime in the next year or two? Absolutely. We're as soon as we can. We'll be there. And you know, it's just like we talked about day by day, just rocking with the changes. But we're <laughs> we can't we cannot wait to get get to your side of the world. And and for now, this is just amazing to have a conversation. So thanks for creating the space to have one. No, of course. Thank you very much for for coming on the podcast. Awesome. Well, we'll talk soon. Hello